And we are back to close out Marvel's Secret Evasion, apparently the worst reviewed... <laughs> did you say Secret Evasion? Secret Invasion. I'm sorry, did, did, I, secret did, did, I, did I say Evasion? I meant Invasion, but I think I think people should have evade this series for now. Because... Whoa. Every, yo, dude, the ending episode did not make a lot of sense, and it was very... So this this, this is... I'm gonna... This is my controversial hot take, okay? Mm. About the last episode of, of Secret Invasion. It was simultaneously the best and the worst Marvel thing to come out. When you said that it's to me on so Facebook... so weird. I got so yeah. hyped, and I'm... And I, after watching, I was like... Eh. Apparently, did you see the, the the tweet I sent you? It's the worst. The, episode six was the worst rated Marvel uh, episode. Well, first, f- for, first of all, they don't have the fan reviews on there. But you know, the fan review that that's that's against like like professional reviewers, which like everybody ignores, right? Because they're like, oh, Joker had super low, and then like the fan reviews were high and things like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Also. I mean, I read comments around it, and people are like, "I don't know, I liked it." What? And then other people were like, "No, it was horrible." Now, there's there's a lot of really weird, messy things about the ending, but I mean, it's also like some of the most incredible things I've ever seen in Marvel. So I don't know. It, I'm really mixed about it. It's weird. It's a weird, weird ending. Um. To and and I don't know. Like what? So what was your impression? Maybe I got your hopes up when I was like, I, I I messaged you and said it was like the worst and the best thing I've seen from Marvel at the same time, and, well, and so you you went in with these expectations. You were like, oh, it's the best thing, and then you got your your expectations up, and then you watched it and you were like, eh. Well, first we we uh, we got to talk about episode five briefly. Um, do you mind yeah. if I, I I do the rundown in episode yeah, yeah, five? Yeah, sure. Following their failed okay. attack on President Ritson of the United States, the Rebels start to lose faith in Gravik for not killing Fury and his perceived deception towards them. So he starts killing them, his his own yeah. scroll allies. A new recruit named Beto leads a small group in mounting a mutiny, but Gravik kills them all. Meanwhile, Fury gives Ritson, uh, gets Ritson to a hospital and confronts Rava, but she reveals that she has leaked footage of Hill's death, placing Fury on a global watch list. So he's He's kind of put on the run, kind of not really. The The trailer of the entire series really made it seem like Fury, the entire world was against Fury, but it never really felt like that. No, the, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah, the world was never against Fury. I mean, it was like... The trailer made it seem like, like Rhodey, that? Rhodey, yeah, Rhodey was against Fury, you know? But, mm-hmm. no, nah, yeah. And his, and his, like, group of, of Secret Service agents, but that's about it. I kind of yeah, never felt like Fury's. I never felt like Fury's life was in danger. It really it almost until never, the ending. Until the ending, but it does really not not feel like Fury's yeah. life is in danger. I kind of got the from the trailer. I kind of got the gist that this would be like a born identity type of thing, where like he would be up against mm. multiple like secret agencies around the world coming to get him because right. in this in the once again in the trailer, Rhodey goes, "You're the most wanted man on earth." It does not feel like that. In instead. Because you're right, it's not the entire series is is not the Born Identity. The entire series is not Marvel. The entire series seems to be a lot of people that are really angry at each other after decades of betrayal and everybody screaming at each other about their decades of betrayal. <laughs> right, right. It's like it's it's a lot of people with a lot of long 
hit like baggage. And I'm talking Talos and Fury, Fury and his wife, like Talos and his daughter, like the, the villain and Fury, the villain and Talos. <laughs> like, it, it, like it's, it's a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of baggage angry at each other. And mostly justified because Fury was kind of oh, using the scrolls as, you know, his own little absolutely, pet army. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so I'm so ready to talk like but let's talk about this fifth episode before we can get into the sixth episode. I mean the fifth episode is Ben Mendelssohn's performance uh is incredible in that episode. It's a great episode. The the assassination on the president uh is is a pretty exciting scene. Um, I forget most of the rest of the episode besides like Ben Mendelsohn, uh, like chatting to people and, and the final like attack. Uh, did anything else happen in that episode? That was episode four. The, uh, the, the, that Russian, was episode four. What? The, the, the Russian what? terrorists, <laughs> uh, that attack, uh, the president's motorcade. Yeah. That, that, that what happens in five? A lot of talking. Apparently we find out that there's a thing called the harvest where Fury, um, oh, right. many of the Avengers and non-Avengers affiliated heroes have blood spilled during the Battle of Earth against Thanos. So Fury has several scrolls go in and take their blood. And that's what Gravik wants. He wants all the heroes' blood so he can be a super scroll that can shapeshift into multiple powers, which is what we saw in the final battle in episode six. Right. Yes, yes, yes. But, um... Yeah, they have the ta- the funeral for Talos, and then oh. there's a meeting between Gaia and Fury, and then Fury hit, uh, hits up Sonya. They go to Finland, where there's a his gra- a makeshift grave for him, I, and that's about it. See, I remember, I remember. Like, it's funny that you you like list all these things that like that I don't remember. The only thing I guess I remember about episode five is that I liked it because Olivia Coleman was in a lot of it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's so good. But yeah, it's it's oh, it's the the mini rebellion against the mini rebellion against Gravik happens in this episode, right? Where right. where the rest of the people are like, "What are you doing?" And he fights them to you know kind of establish that he's a strong dude. Episode five was um, was okay. I didn't have much to say about yeah. it. Did you want to talk about episode five real quick? Not much. I guess it's kind of. I guess that's kind of filler. I I um. Uh, no, yeah, I guess there's nothing much I can say about episode five. It's just that I'm so ready to talk about episode six that it's just uh, that I'm forgetting everything that happens in episode five. I guess it's mostly like fallout from episode four, which was a big kind of episode, you know? Uh, um, this someone I saw someone say how this episode felt, the entire episode, half of the last, like the last ten minutes of the episode felt like the mid-ending credits scene to a Marvel mm. film and they're kind of cuz after at the very end there's a, a brief montage of like people around the world re- like killing scrolls somehow they know the identity of the scrolls Oh oh you're talking about you're talking about episode 6 Yeah episode like, 6 all of now. a sudden Yeah at the very Yeah end. yeah yeah no that's that's what I'm saying like that montage at the end was horrible and that's mm. why I say like when I talked about some of the worst and best things about that episode that montage and the sudden change of pace like for the entire show, for the entire episode and the entire show, for that montage at the at the end, it's just like what? It's out of nowhere, and it's just kind of it's bonkers, and it's very disruptive and weird. 
I have and a different then, take on that montage. I think it's actually appropriate. It's exactly what would happen in real life if the whole scroll thing happened. People retaliating, the president going fucking balls to the wall against the scrolls after his assassination. Sure, but that but if you're gonna have something like that, you need a fuck you need a few more fucking episodes to deal with everything. I mean because you're talking I mean, come on, it, this this series cost over two hundred million dollars. Most of which went to that fucking final fight scene. Like there, there's no budget. There, every all the budget for this this thing went to Samuel L. Jackson, Daenerys, yeah. and the final fight scene. I felt. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let, 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 let let's get into like episode six here. Mm-hmm. Like episode six has a pretty cool fake out where where Nick Fury is heading into Russia, like a irradiated high radiation like Russia, in order to face the villain and um he's like dying from radiation and he and he confronts gravic and i have to say even with the weird edits and a few a few voiceovers the performance by by kingsley uh ben what what what's his full name it's 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 an odd name but kingsley, K- kingsley ben, ben the performance by Kingsley Benadier in that fa- in that scene between him and 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 Fury and and Samuel L. Jackson's performance is incredible too. But that conversation that they have is is some of the best acted, most emotional, most heartfelt like conversation I've seen in all of Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, holy shit, what a fucking scene! And then they kind of weirdly ruin it because it's not fury (laughs) and and it like it fooled me like the fake out is there it's 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 daenerys the whole time which like conceptually emotionally like destroys the scene plot wise but like at the same time the performance of those two actors in that scene i'm just like holy shit like um I could I couldn't believe it like I could like like all the emotion and and like guilt and anger and like what they're what they're having like it was a conversation those two needed to have and then it's weird that because they don't have the because it was not a conversation that they had it was Daenerys the whole time pretending to be Fury so Fury wasn't guilty Fury didn't have regret over his over his actions for the past two decades which are horrible instead it was like daenerys angry that the dude killed her dad and mom and mom and she doesn't bring that up you know she does she um she she brings it up i think during the the cga fight yeah um and so you know they kind of uh superman 2 the the situation there you know what i'm talking about the end of Superman two, where where uh where Superman just kills the three uh, Kryptonians and you know where you think he, you think he doesn't have any powers and he oh, does yeah. have the powers you mm-hmm. know like it, it's kind of that right I mean it, it's a little different in the sense that they both get the powers you know but like uh, and then they have you know their their big fight and and the, I thought the fight some people are like oh the fight looked looked silly i thought the fight was fine i thought uh, um i'm in the camp of it you looking know, silly the cg there's something there's something up with the cgi was kind of bad i don't know something was up yeah i mean it it was fine it was fine for the small screen it was fine fine for a series i mean come on like it was 
whatever people i mean it was it was on par with uh uh the cgi from the other series but the but the you fight know, between all... them makes no fucking sense when you think about it because gravic has been trained and he's like an actual fucking warrior if they have the same powers he should win every time but she wins how right it's it's a little weird because I mean, first of all, they're establishing that both of them have the power of Carol Danvers. And so if both of them have the power of Carol Danvers and they're fighting, I, you should have seen like half of the Earth destroyed or something. <laughs> Instead, it seems like the most decisive power she had was Mantis's, like ability to cause him to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like they're punching each other with like Hulk strength and they seem to both have Carol Danvers like cosmic you know, power, like infinite boom power, right? Whatever Captain Marvel's powers are. And then they fight and then somehow... Also, didn't he have the ability to heal himself? Yes, the extremist she just stabs him? Yeah. She just stabs him? Yeah. This is is getting into like the worst things, right? So you go from like this incredible fucking scene where Fury is talking to Gravik. The most like emotional, heartfelt scene where you're really confronting... All of the issues of the whole series. Like, oh my god, you promised to help these people. And you didn't help them. And and then it becomes like... And, and Fury is like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I should have done that. Like, I'm a failure. And you're like, yeah, you are Fury. You are. Oh, it's not Fury. And now you're going to boom, boom in the sky. Which... So you you go straight from... The most powerful scene in Marvel to, uh, like a pretty weird, fucking crazy fight, like punch him up scene. Now, better than beams in the sky or, or like the fight at the end of WandaVision, where they're just kind of like shooting beams at each other or whatever. But it was just, um, it was yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, it, the, the, first off, a couple things. Number one. The whole plan, Gaia's whole plan and Fury's whole plan, really revolves around Gravik being an egomaniac in the sense where he lets Fury come in and not just kill him on the spot. It really revolves yeah. around, like, him letting Fury oh, into him, the Him complex. being able to go in the middle of the circle, right? Yeah, him like, being able to, yeah. is that your fucking plan? And And then somehow you're still giving him all of the Avengers' DNA and you're relying right. on Gaia to beat right. A had, had him had him been like had he been like excuse me why don't you move 10, 10 feet to the left while while I do this like had he just done that rather than being like let's all get in together like like he he was dumb it was it was, it was I mean it was, <laughs> it was like why didn't Ravik just meet him outside instead and then like you have it okay give it to me okay die like really. Yeah. He needed to go through also, his also, I mean, yeah. Also, they don't understand how radiation works or radiation pills, but it's fine. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so the thing with the thing with radiation and cancer. So you have something called your thyroid, and your thyroid is, is pretty susceptible to cancer. And when it gets cancer, the thyroid spreads to the rest of the body. So, like, when if you get say cancer in one part of your body, they're always like, let's check your thyroid. Um, and make sure that the, it hasn't spread to your thyroid, because once it spreads to your thyroid, you're you know it, you're 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 in trouble. So, 
radiation uh, pills are iodine, and they're it's it's unirradiated iodine. Because the idea is that the radiation would get into iodine, and then you'd absorb it up into your thyroid. And so, like, if you take a bunch of iodine pills, you're filling your thyroid up with non-irradiated iodine, so that you don't fill it up with uh, like radiated one, more or less, you know. And so, it doesn't really protect you from getting cancer in every other part of your body. It's it's focused on one thing, like protecting your thyroid and protecting the spread of cancer. Like, it's not a it's not a like cure all. For, for like, for right, like radiation but, but those poisoning, pills were okay? definitely not like preventing any thyroid. It, it, it seems like right. they were special shield pills. Once you fill up your thyroid with iodine from the pills, that's it. You don't have to keep taking them. Like him like dropping the pills and him being like, it's, you're, you're, his thyroid's already full. Like, it's, like there's no more to it. But whatever. It, this is Marvel. Maybe the, maybe the pills did something else. But I think last episode of the episode before, they, they called them like, the iodine pills, but whatever. Um, si- silly nonetheless. But the uh, I appreciate the acting and performance by both Samuel L. Jackson and and Kingsley in in that last scene. And then once they switch to being Amelia Clark and the boom fight, it all of a sudden goes to kind of kind of kind of nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Um. How did you, what did you feel, how did you feel about the juxtaposition? I guess they pull a, a Silence of the Lambs, um, in a sense, where the president and, uh, Rhodey all of a sudden, like, think Fury is coming for them there, but Fury is in the other location. And so all of a sudden the Secret Service agents start, like, dropping. What do you think about that action scene? I thought it was Sonya the entire time, or maybe, um, I, first off, it was it was cool, and it I, was it was her. It right? was or, or Olivia. No, no, it wasn't Olivia Sonya. Coleman. She was I'm sorry, hiding. Olivia Coleman. She was hiding uh, and and taking Rhodey. It was Samuel L. Jackson shooting all those guys the entire time. Nice fake out, kind of not fake out, but a fake out. So yeah, cool. Um, it it, it okay. worked. What's funny is it it in in one sense it didn't work because like Rhodey arrives. With a bunch of with a bunch of agents, and Nick Fury flees because he's scared of them, and then he just immediately comes back and kills them all. I mean, it doesn't work in that in that sense, but I think like as an action piece, then pacing and everything, like people are dropping, and you feel the anxiety of Rhodey and everything in that scene and the panic. So you know, in that sense, like, and I was fooled by the fake out. Um, so I like. The scene was done well, even though, like, in a larger sense, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> the, the, the whole plan, like I said, the whole plan didn't make any sense. It really relied on Gravik not killing Fury the moment he saw him. It really relies on yeah. everyone being okay with I Gaia think you could, having I think powers. you could probably... I think he probably knew that he wouldn't kill Fury the moment he saw him. I mean, he knew... He is such a... He has such a past with Fury that... It, he has to have a conversation with him in that room, though. Like I, in that room, I'll admit is silly, but like, yeah, he he had to have a conversation with him. Um, and we trust Gaia this much to have all this power, and we trust Gaia this much to be able to take out Graphic, a trained soldier who's incredibly powerful already. Mm. Right, that's silly. It's one thing for Talos. 
Yeah. I mean, I suppose maybe he's like, well, her dad died, so now I trust her. She's totally on my side now because her dad died. But had it been Talos, it would have made more sense. Like someone to trust to go in there. I will say the one person in this entire series who did not disappoint throughout was Sonya Fallsworth. The, uh, um, Mm. what's the actress's name? Well, I always Um, forget her name. uh, Olivia Coleman? Yeah. Dude, she is so great. And now Amelia Clark's uh, guy is now working with, with Sonia and, and in that. Yeah. <laughs> the, by the way, every, the... every second, every second Olivia Coleman is on screen is gold. Olivia Coleman is incredible, incredible in it. And I this is the, this is the weird thing about the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kept, but she wasn't. Um, I mean, this is the thing. I like, this show, it didn't make sense. It was paced weird. Um, the plot is kind of all over the place. But you have to admit that, like, the performances by all of the actors are, are, are specifically Olivia Coleman, Ben Mendelsohn, um, Kingsley, and I'll say Samuel Jackson do, do a great job. Like, specifically that crew, like, they're so good. I, I mean... Amelia Clark is 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 whatever she's fine, but she she I don't know she feels like she's phoning it in. Um, but like the performances are incredible. It's just that the the story does is is all over the map. And even even um even as a villain, uh, Rhodey, you know, um, uh, is is pretty good. So, uh, but Olivia Coleman is just stand out, stand out. Hundred percent. She's head and shoulders the best. Yeah, best character. But what 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 I don't understand is, and they didn't make this clear, but people are saying it was very clear. Rhodey's been kidnapped since Civil War years ago, which yeah. means yeah, because he was in his hospital gown and he couldn't walk, which means Rhodey was a scroll in Infinity War and Endgame. No, no, that can't be. Uh, There's I no thought they way. said it was. I thought they said it was. Um... Well, they showed it. It's it, it, it's weird because they've all been in this these like pods, right? And and Rhodey is the only one that can't walk, which is a little weird. Because look, if you're put in a pod for like two weeks, you're not you're not going to be able to walk after. But everyone like, seems to walk you, just fine, right? You get muscle atrophy pretty quick, so maybe there's some sort of like muscle stimulation like thing in the in the chamber but then like and maybe Rhodey wasn't walking because he's still injured from when he fell out of the sky in civil war and that he never actually went no that means he would have been if he's still injured from civil war that was him in civil war but at some point during physical therapy they grabbed him and so maybe he was like not fully recovered from physical therapy i always thought that like it, he, even though, even with all the physical therapy, he can't walk without like this like mechanical thing on his legs, but it's always hidden because he's wearing pants. So I was thinking maybe they kidnapped oh maybe some, it's that maybe they kidnapped yeah. him after Endgame and like between Endgame around like Falcon and Soldier because he appears briefly in that. So uh... I thought in an interview, like they said, like in one other appearance he was a scroll and if he appeared in falcon and winter soldier i imagine he's he's a scroll in falcon and winter soldier by the way well, well i'm sure it will be revealed in armored wars whenever that comes out i think that's like either a show or yeah. a movie now i forget but it's all about the iron man suits by the way 
so so Gaia is now working for Sonya, kinda. The very mm. in, in the mon towards the end of the montage, we see this like very large room with more people hooked up to pods. I'm assuming that room was not Gravik's doing, but it's all Sonya's doing, and now she's going to be using um Gravik's technique of taking people's like memories and trapping them and using it for kind of good against bad guys on Earth. Kinda? Yeah. She has way too much power. If she has like I mean she's she's the most powerful they made her into the most powerful character in the entire Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. Because she has the power if she has the like already Captain Marvel is like the most powerful character in the Marvel universe, right? So like if you're if you're doing if you're having her plus Hulk strength plus like Mantis tele- telepathy like she should be the most insanely powerful thing ever mm-hmm. uh, unless unless it's like I got the DNA but it's like it's blend it's it's like watered down like I get I get some of the power but not like the full power or something but yeah it, it's 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 crazy yeah it's insane that like now she's just running around and no there's like this is what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the whole the whole the whole last episode kind of ruined this the the show for me I, it's just it was kind of dumb it's it it, it, it kind of affects nothing but affects everything because maria hill yeah. died okay fine she's gone that's yeah. um roadie big a scroll i mean you're right that like it's funny to think that they abducted him after he fell from the sky we don't know that maybe right but all of that like all of his recovery stuff, him going to, to Tony Stark's funeral, like all of that was he was a scroll. We we also don't he know fought, that. He fought in the Infinity War. He he like lived through the blip for five years. Like, wait, was did Rhodey blip? I can't even remember. I don't think he did. But I, I will say I do believe that Rhodey was only taken after Endgame because the scrolls weren't against people yet. There was no reason because Gravik is in charge of the whole operation of kidnapping people and blah 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 blah. He's he's telling the other scrolls who to kidnap and why they're important. But Gravik was there after the Battle of Earth in Endgame, after Endgame, to collect those samples yeah. and give them to Fury, and he did end up giving them to Fury, which means he was Gravik you're, was still you're, loyal. You're you're right that their that their infiltration plan wouldn't have begun until after Endgame. Mm-hmm. So it makes no sense. That Rhodey would have been replaced before the end of Endgame. Because I'm pretty sure it Scrolls were also blipped too. You're right. Yeah, it has to have. It has to happen after Endgame. I mean, I thought it was the whole universe that was blipped. Yeah, it should have been just, half you know, the universe. So, half the universe, so half the Scrolls. But so yeah, it's um, it has to be. You're right. It has to be after Endgame. It cannot be. It has to be Rhodey fighting in Endgame. Um, but yeah. Because he, because he, because he wouldn't have infiltrated and taken his place before. I was also um, half expecting the president to somehow be a scroll himself. Because, whoa, mm. that was uh, like you scrolls. We know you're here. We're coming to get you. Didn't a scroll save right, your which, life? Like uh, what? Which, which, <clears throat> right? Which gets to, which gets to the ending. All right, let's talk about the ending here. Um. So the. First of all, the scene between Fury and his wife is is pretty beautiful. Um, very well acted. Uh, that should have been 
more of the series. They shouldn't have just thrown that at us mid series and gone with it. That should have been from episode one. They should have been dealing with that. Um, and his wife like that, that should have been more central to the entire thing. Um, the, uh, and it, and it's a beautiful ending. In fact, had I ended have had like, though I felt that politically speaking, um, and, you know, because this is a show where they've been comparing the scrolls to refugees, right? Um, having Fury just say, "Hey, the Kree are in uh, peace talks." All of a meaning sudden, the scrolls, yeah, meaning the scrolls can just all of a sudden magically leave and go to someplace nice, is also kind of a weird political message. Because imagine, like, we're talking about immigrants in America, because it's largely about immigrants, and all of a sudden you're like, "Hey." You know, guess what? Mexico's a great place to live. You can all fucking go. Like, what kind of <laughs> message is that, right? Yeah. Like we made we made we made Mexico into a into a into a, a utopia. Please leave. Right? This is very like like so Liberia situation. Like after the Civil War, there was a plan um for to Lincoln was even on board. To have all slaves go back to Africa, <laughs> right? I remember and some that. did go back. Some did go back to Liberia, um, <clears throat> but like, it's such a cra- like it's such a crazy and insulting thing. Like, please go. Um, hey, you can all leave now. This is so. It's a really shitty message when you've been comparing it to refugees and immigrants the entire like the entire time. Um, Real quick, wasn't the thing? Wasn't the reason Lincoln was on board was because he knew that like uh, black people in the United States would always be discriminated against, and he wanted them to have like a place of their own where they wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind Lincoln is super contradictory, and he was—I mean, he was a politician, so you can find a speech by Lincoln saying one thing, and the next speech will say something completely different, mm. and. And it's Lincoln, Lincoln's all over the map, so it's tough to put words specifically in his mouth. He is not consistent. There are straight up speeches from Lincoln that are racist as hell, and then there's ones where he's like, "All men have like you know equal liberty and must be and you're and and are endowed equally." And you're like, "What you just said like in your last speech that black people were inferior, and now in this speech you're like black people are are equal and the same." So it all depends who he was talking to. So it's it's he he was a politician and he was like he was you know equivocating. He was saying two things at once. So. It's it's tough to really know like who he was, um, but yeah, he like what Lincoln thought. What Lincoln thought was like, I'm a politician and I'm gonna try to like get things to like work and survive as like the president and try to keep the country together. I'm gonna say whatever and do whatever. It, it, you you cannot find he's he's one of the most inconsistent like characters in history. <laughs> like, um. So, but it's, it's, so that's, that's the kind of weird message at the end. So if I were going to end the series, I would have had the president saved, nuclear war averted, and an agreement that all the scrolls can stay, but they must go through a treatment that makes it so they can't shapeshift. And then in the last scene, 
because Fury's wife is now like unable to shapeshift. She's like, you know, well, would you still love me and all that? And he's like, of course I will. You know, I course. And then they stay together because he loves her and he thinks she's beautiful anyway. Um, which, you know, I, I do like that the end he does like, except that she's beautiful and, and accepts her how she is. And, and that's great. Um, but the whole thing is humanity needs to do that too, right? <laughs> like humanity yeah, needs to, ex- that's not going to happen. But at the same, at the same time, you can't, you're right though. Like in a, in a practical sense, you can't accept a bunch of shape-shifting people. Like, but if they all agreed to give up their shape-shifting, and like then the idea is that humanity would accept them and they would be in, like they would integrate, you know, like that's a better message at the end. If when you're comparing it to like immigration, like, you know, and, and refugees, you know, like that, that no, you're welcome here. You're welcome here as long as you'd like, you know, as long as long. Um, so it's really weird because th- there's so many themes that they, they went to on like, like when, when Talos and when Talos and Gaia have that conversation about how will we be accepted and his con- and Talos is like, we get accepted by contributing and showing that we contribute. And she's like, you're naive. Like that's, that's the fucking conversation, right? About immigration and, 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 um, refugees and things like that. Um, and for the ending to be, oh yeah, you can all fucking leave. It's just kind of bonkers. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, oh. I mean, you're the immigrant. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I've said this before multiple times. You can't have shape-shifting aliens on Earth. No one's going to accept them because of that power. Because of that ability. But you, spe- but you specifically are the shapeshifter, right? Yeah, kind no of. One knows you're an, no one knows you're an immigrant. When people hear, listen to our podcast and I mention this, like, oh, you're not... You're not technically an American. You're an immigrant. Um, everyone's like, really? But it's Carmine. Like, he's got the accent. He <laughs> acts like an American. Yeah. 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 You you're you're perfectly that shapeshifter. I mean, you're not you're not, you know, you're not trying to 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 kill the president or or or, or get him to to start nuclear war, but you know, like, right? You're the shapeshifter immigrant that's that's has to be accepted by by society. Of course, well, you're, it's, you're accepted because you can shapeshift. It's easy to blend in with the Americans than than not. Um, but then again, I come from a place that is kind of very like America, but just insane, more insane. Um, every problem America has, mm-hmm. Brazil has it like a thousand times fold. You know, uh, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, it's just. Mm. I don't want to make comparisons between, like, what the president said versus what Trump did. Like, even Ritson in this series. So, he says, and I'm quoting him here, he wants emergency authorization for a bill that designates all off-world-born species as enemy combatants. Really? So, you're declaring war on the Asgardians in Norway? Oof. Because yeah. <laughs> remember Thor, yeah. Love and Thunder, they're there. They're like right, but he's only, he's but they're, they're but they are in Norway. He's in the United States. Um, he says he says uh, at one point the Fury oh, get him like off a my, UN resolution. Like he yeah. says, get him off my planet. So uh, that's, yeah, that's kind of weird. 
Yeah. So in in the comic book, the Asgardians are actually in America, but they they've put them in Norway in the in the in the MCU. But um, the uh, yeah, he does weirdly act as like president of Earth <laughs> in that. Um, but so although the United States has never gotten that extreme, there there are other countries where they kind of view entire populations as enemies which is which is screwed up like i will say as bad as america gets america even even the redneck ones most of them are nuanced enough to understand that like not every single person of a group is bad you know not every single one i mean of course there are crazy crazy hateful rednecks that do believe every single person of a group is bad but uh it people tend to be a little especially you know especially the american president tends to be a little more nuanced than that but i guess if they're actually i guess actually aliens you know he got attacked he has a gnarly scar now and you know i guess i guess with the scar Mm -hmm. comes him being somewhat of a pseudo bad guy and you're also right about like the crazy rednecks in the united states the reason they don't hate mexicans as much anymore um, is because they like Mexican food. Um, that is really the only. But role. even even the even the most even the most racists like like during the day they always talked about well you know Oprah Oprah doesn't count I hate all bl- blank except for Oprah mm. you know they always have like an exception here or there right you know even uh, Nick but, Nick Fuentes the, you know who Nick Fuentes is that right the, the infamous yeah, right yeah, I know he was right. on a he was on a, a podcast and there they goes Nick you don't like the uh, you don't like those people but you're you're cool with Kanye and he goes well we can make exceptions I thought it was the fucking funniest <laughs> thing <laughs> right now I have I have met you know I have met people in other places the Middle East, for example, mm. where where I used to live, where they will make huge, broad generalizations. Like, like no, like, they, you will hear things out of their mouths like, no, Gazan cares about their children, or, you know, all Israelis are bad. You know, like, it, 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 like you hear these, like, you know, you hear many more blanket um, comments about entire populations when you live in the Middle East, where you're like, oh, God. I'm assuming uh, I'm assuming whoever's but... <laughs> saying uh, no Gazan cares about their children, I'm assuming they're saying that because, like, well, if they cared about their children, they wouldn't align themselves, align themselves with Hamas and, you know, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I'm assuming the whole Israeli yeah, thing they, is they, yeah. Israeli settlers mm-hmm. taking they, they wouldn't They wouldn't support Hamas if they cared about their children. Well, Hamas also provides them, like, social programs and things like that. And, mm. like, and of course, like, everyone rallies around the flag in situations. So, of course, you're going to, like... You know, you which is why these what they don't understand in the Middle East is that like the leaders manipulate them. They want instability, and and so that they can stay in power because instability like ha- causes them to rally around their leaders. Right. And so like, um, like instability plays to leaders holding power in a way that doesn't. It just doesn't work that way in the West. You know, like so. I mean, it works that way. Like. Briefly, you know, like we saw it after 9-11, everyone rallied around Bush, but like we don't, it, it doesn't last. You can't keep doing it in the same way that you can 
um, in other places where it's just like anytime you want support, oh, let's invent a let's invent a an issue between like you know us and the Palestinians, you know, or um, and it's it's the same it's the same with all the other Middle Eastern countries. But it, it's um, now, now we're getting into spicy politics, but like <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it's really weird for you know the uh, the American president to be like every scroll. It, Even it, came off, like... it came off very Trumpian, and I, this is why I think it came off very Trumpian. Right. Because the moment he started saying that, Samuel L. Jackson called him out for, like, the vigilante bullshit. Here's a screenshot I just took just now of um, the hit yeah. squads you've inspired. I sent it to you on Discord. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dressed very, oh, uh, you know. Oh, right. They're, like, proud boys. Like, like, like uh, yeah. Yeah. He's So the, the picture he sent, it's got, there's a dude... With a, with a huge plaid flannel like like hunting jacket on, um, that is like shot the the right wing media host guy who was Shooter McGavin. Scroll, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yes, the hit squads you've inspired is definitely saying like, oh, Proud Boys, like kind of kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I or, thought or that like these 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 right wing militias. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. They're hint, they're hinting at that kind of stuff. Um, and I suppose, I mean, I suppose, I guess it gets into like, Q, I mean, Q, I suppose like QAnon people really do believe like all Democrats are like lizard people who are, who are kidnapping children to molest them. Right. And are like, you know, grooming people. So uh, maybe they're hinting at that. Ah. See, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> maybe I'm going back. Maybe America is as bad as everywhere else. It just seems so <laughs> weird and so extreme. Yeah, it's uh, regardless. <clears throat> uh, yeah, they have to the I power mean, tra- <laughs> Gaia. They have to. If they don't, then this is, becomes a walking plot hole that never gets addressed, and everyone's gonna be like, "But what about Gaia? How come she's blah 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 blah?" blah? Yeah, no, they have to. I mean, they it. they they should they should immediately kill off Gaia. I mean, what Olivia Coleman should do is like, yeah, you should come work for us, and then immediately kill her. Like Gaia's just too powerful. Um, does does Gaia does Gaia? Oh God, Gaia is a real character. Um, oh no, a different Gaia. There's. All right, so there's several Gaias because there's Gaia, like the 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 goddess um, of Mother Earth, but then there's Gaia, known as Guardian of the Universal Al- Al- Amalgamator. Um, she uh, she was part of Generation X. Um, She was part of a device that merged all sentient consciousness into one being. And Jesus. Um, she seems pretty. I mean, she is a mutant. And then she like she enrolled at at uh, Xavier's school for gifted young youngsters. And then um but it doesn't seem, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it's the same, the same character at all. But, because this is a scroll who has 
Captain Marvel's powers. <laughs> anyway, they, they, they have far too many characters in the in both the comics and the show. Like, you know, they we didn't need another superhero. <sighs> they always like create ten superheroes in every series, and you're like, oh god, just like can we can we can we get rid of like like isn't the young avengers like there's so many yeah there's so many young avengers right now that i don't know how you'd fit them all in one movie i'm okay with like street level heroes like daredevil and jessica jones and luke cage sure but like this is a walking plot hole because once again where's gaia i really thought every time something goes wrong like you you've got you've got all these people that are not doing anything you know that are right. not showing up, mm-hmm. but even with like Young Avengers, it's like I think you've got the two the two young kids from Wandavision. You've got the new the new Iron Man girl from Black Panther. You've got new Hawkeye. You've got um, you've got new Black Widow. You've got Spider Man, right? Uh, like all the all the people that could be Young Avengers. Like, it's just all, like, it seems like there's just too many characters. Oh, you've got Ms. Marvel. Um, <laughs> like, it's just too many. Too many people. It is. <sighs> I thought Gaia was going to go off and lead, now that the president is, like, declaring war on the scrolls on Earth, I thought all of them were going to, like, gather around her, like they like they did in that one ending to season three of Thrones, where they're like, Misa! I thought it was going to be, like, another Misa recreation. And uh, she's just going to lead her people out of Earth. And now that she has the power of all the fucking Avengers to, to protect them forever. They, they ended things really weird because it went straight from the battle of killing Gravik. And keep in mind that, like, you feel like Gravik has such a fucking good point that it's like you, all, you, you feel bad. Like, you, like, especially, like, his emotional, like, speech to not fury like all of a sudden at the end because he was pretty evil the whole thing and then you give that speech at the end i'm like oh my god like the guy the guy the guy has a point and then and then he, he of course gets killed and then all of a sudden it goes into massive mode of like a million scrolls are now enemy combatants that are getting hunted by the u.s government and militia groups and you're like, oh my gosh, things are falling apart. And then we go to Nick Fury smiling with his wife leaving Earth. Like, holy shit, there's a huge problem here, Nick Fury. A million, <laughs> a million scrolls are getting hunted down. And there's like, an, like there effectively a war going on on Earth. And now you're choosing the time to leave Earth with a smile because, hey, the Korea are in peace, peace talks. Like, whoa, whoa. Like that that was fast. So like to go from like things have gone to shit to everything is magically fine in one minute. It's crazy. Crazy. But it was a great scene. It was very it was a very powerful scene, him and his wife. There's a, a beautiful scene. There's another weird plot hole they never mention, right? So hmm. the reason Gravik sets up the base camp at that place is because of radiation, right? No one can just walk in there and everyone yeah, yeah. there clears of it. Right. Only only the only the only the scrolls. Right. They have protection. After Gravik is killed, Gaia goes and frees all the other normal people. So they're they're somehow immune to the radiation? Or I'm I'm assuming <laughs> that the the reason they don't get fucked up by the radiation is because 
they're given some kind of like serum to prevent them from being utterly she, destroyed. She had she had a, she had a she had a big bucket of those magic pills. <laughs> I was like, take these pills. But also, like, I mean, I imagine that the the bunker downstairs was somehow protected from the radiation. But like, um, and then once they're upstairs, it's like, let's get out of here fast. But you're right that like, it's a long walk. And, uh, I mean, she could use her, since she has superpowers, she could just fly everybody, like, Captain Marvel style really fast out of there, which she should have been doing. Like, excuse me. She should have pulled, like, um, Quicksilver, Quicksilver stuff. That wasn't, that that wasn't in the, the Harvest. That wasn't part of the Avengers Harvest thing. But can't, can't, can't Captain Marvel move that fast? I don't think so. she thinks she can move fast, but not no. quick so fast. No, I'm pretty sure she's not the. She can't move like the Flash. No, not like the Flash, but fast enough that she can get him out of the radiation area. And and radiation's heavy too. She just has to like shoot him up into the air and then fly once they're in the air to someplace safe and then go back and go one by one. I don't, rather I don't, than like one at a, rather than freeing them all and having them all stumble upstairs together, she should have like freed one, got him out of there, gone back. Freed another, pew, got him out of there, got back. It, it, what you're saying right now reminds me of that one scene in Hancock, uh, the Will Smith superhero movie, where the mm. guy's car gets stuck in the train tracks and the train is coming. So instead of just lifting the car up, Will Smith just stands in front of the train and destroys it. And people are like, why didn't you just pick up the car and fly away with it? Ah, just because. <laughs> just guys. By the way, I really hate how Talos died for nothing. Because yes. he had a whole speech to Gaia about, like, if we save them, they will see that, and we will be redeemed. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, nah, fuck you. I'm going to Congress, emergency authorization, fuck these guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, also, you're eliminating, like, the the second best actor in the series. I'm going to say Olivia Coleman was best, and Ben Mendelsohn was, like, second best, like, um, in the series. So you're kind you're you're kind of eliminating this like incredible actor, an incredible character that we finally like grew to really love. Um and then just, you know, that's it. I, I really kind of wanted a uh uh I, I really didn't want I really didn't want that like slugfest CGI thing between the two of them. What I would have loved would would be what happened with uh vision and anti vision. Where mm. they fought, but they were like equal, just like Guy and Gravik should be, and then should have been, yeah. And then a conversation just diffuses everything, and everything is just, you know, I guess at that point Gravik, who in the last episode killed his own people, there's no way he could have gone back to being a good guy. So this is where we are, or yeah, even yeah. being like a neutral character, like this is this is it. Eh. Yeah, or you know, if you got that much power, like. <sighs> Wouldn't you just like leave world and start thinking about what you need to do? You know, mm. so I don't know. Oh, like I say, man, <laughs> the worst and the best at once. Yeah. Because I mean, in in, in summary here, because we've been on, we've been talking on, like talking about this a, a bit, like. The scene between Gravik and Not Fury, incredible scene. The fu- the the fight showdown where Olivia Coleman and and Real Fury are taking down the taking down um Rhodey's men, done well. 
the final scene between Fury and his wife. Beautiful. Incredible. Like those scenes are so, like, like that's like gold stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're right that the entire, the entire show, like the rest of it, poorly paced, filled with plot holes. What the fuck is going on? Like kind of stuff. Like, oh my God. Um, what a clusterfuck mess. So which is why, like I say, it was like the best and the worst at once. Because I don't think there's even, even Ms. Marvel didn't end in such a weird, chaotic fashion where I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Did Ms. Marvel um, end, like, setting something up? Because a lot of the shows set, like, the next series up. Loki did it. WandaVision did it. Uh, Falcon and Soldier did it. A lot of the Marvel shows set up, like, the next conflict. Did, this didn't set anything up. Did Ms. Marvel did set, set anything up? I don't. I don't know if Ms. Marvel did. I mean, I. Th- I'm trying to remember. Like uh, Moon Knight had the villain still alive at the end, but Ms. Marvel. I can't remember. Moon Knight had the villain still alive, but then getting murked by the third personality who was kept like hidden. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was the thing is that he has a third personality, so more more plot. Um, I'm forgetting the actual ending of Ms. Marvel. I just remember that the ending was so nonsensical and crazy. That I was just like, what is going on? Um, but uh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember, which is even which is even worse, I suppose. You know. But you're right that almost everything in Marvel just kind of like opens a bigger box than wait, wait. Than, um, I remember. Um, I re- I'm reading it here. Uh, in the mid credit scene, the bangle the bangle emits a strange glow before Kamala switches places with Danvers, leading up to the the oh, the, right. the Marvels, the Marvels. Okay, so yeah, she she does the body swap thing, which mm-hmm. is the Marvel's plot. Um, which is fine. I guess that's the, the plot of that movie. Um, that these that these characters are linked and are like body swapping. Yeah. So e- even like She-Hulk, I think She-Hulk kind of sets up uh something Hulk related at the very end. Um, yeah, yeah. So, eh Regardless, uh, it, Secret Invasion for me started out for most of the episodes was pretty cool. The last two just kind of eh, kind of ruined it. It's, it's just whatever. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I would say for me, <clears throat> it started out boring, and then it picked up legs in the middle, and I started. I finally started getting attached to all the characters, and then it was just a big weird clusterfuck mess at the end. So I want to say like the performances and like it became more <clears throat> going through puberty. Um, <laughs> Keep that in. Uh, it got more exciting and, and I got more attached to the characters near the end, but also the plot became really weird and convoluted with, with plot holes. So, um, I don't know. Overall, how would you rank it as a series? Mm. See, I don't know. For me, I think I would rank it somewhere between Hawkeye and She-Hulk. Because it was definitely not as enjoyable as Hawkeye, but... Eh, because for me, Loki and WandaVision and um, Moon Knight are still top tier. So this would be like mid-tier, towards the end mid-tier, and Falcon and Soldier is still like, yeah, lower tier. Just wasn't a fan of it as much as I thought I would be. Uh, Preston, do you mind if you wrap it up here? Sounds good. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.